da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. What is up, man fam? Welcome back to Mad About Movies Podcast. I am your host today. Uh, if you are tuning in for the first time, I'm not usually the host, so either you're here for a great time or a terrible time. We'll see. Uh, my name is Brian Gill. I am the co-host of Mad About Movies Podcast. I am joined today by my consistent, longtime good friend and now international celebrity, Richard Barton. How's it Ooh. going, buddy? I'm good. How are you? How are you? I, uh, you know, I, being... Con- being described as a consistent friend is about as high as I can aim for at this point. It's a stretch. That's, to what, make I'm, sure. that's what I'm going. That's that's all I want in my in my uh, friends is consistency. You can be a terrible friend, you yeah. can be a great friend. Doesn't matter as long as I know yeah. what to count on you. for. <laughs> know what I'm going in for. Yeah, exactly for sure. Right. Exactly right. Yeah, Richard oh, was be- recently on Canadian news television. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was a bizarre uh, sort of happenstance, but uh, happy to do it. And uh, I've long. You know, wanted to be a cable news talking head. I had a lot of hot takes about the parliamentary system that I had researched <laughs> Wikipedia five minutes before. Right. Yeah. And I was going to come in hot, but apparently they wanted me uh, just to talk about news. So <laughs> my Trudeau thoughts will have, right. have to wait. Uh, is, but Pierre Trudeau, down. not Justin. I, right. Yeah. I only go 60s and 70s era Trudeau. Um, I was and I was, for... I was ready. <laughs> Yeah, I was waiting for Tom Ford references. That's that was the main thing that I was hoping for. Cause I it was funny because I uh, I did it and then I waited an hour and I was like, oh, I should go look on their website and see if there's a clip so I can send it to friends and stuff. And and uh, because you know, how often are you on Canadian news? <laughs> right. And uh, for me, often, but for most people, not that often. And so usually being covered by the news, though. That's the yeah, thing that's I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> kind of a, a cult figure out there. Uh, anyway, so I got on the site and it was like exactly what you would want from a Canadian news site is fabulous. There is, you know, there's, um, there's Rob Ford, who's unfortunately no longer with us. Rob Ford, um, not Tom Ford. My apologies. Yeah, Tom Ford makes I was fabulous. like, Tom Ford, that's a, uh, makes suits. <laughs> suits are great. Movies and it's are a great Jay-Z and, uh, yeah. and you know, that's a great yeah. song actually. That is a great song. But anyway, Rob Ford no longer with us, unfortunately. But he has like a he has a brother that looks exactly like him, of course, who's also involved in Canadian politics. Um, and so there's a big picture of him, whatever his name is, and he's in some kind of trouble. And then uh, the link, and then it was Mary Poppins, my thing. And then it was um, Getty Lee thinking of getting <laughs> rushed back together. <laughs> Those are the three, and I was like, this is awesome. This is so, great. so great, so great. So. Well, that was a that was really fun. I was I was happy that you could do it. We got a just a little inside baseball. We got I mean just straight up a, a DM like an hour maybe before yeah. before that spot. Happened at a spot. Yeah. I'm in if you look I'm in a in a house. Right. I'm in my boss's house cuz I was over there kind of finishing stuff for the week work-wise. And he's like, you can go up in my guest room. And, uh, you know, he's a dude that lives by himself, so not a whole lot of wall decor. So right, it kind of looks right. like I'm a, it's a hostage video. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have to say, I'll tell a little background on that. Sorry. We, yeah, we'll get no, to the I pop love it. Let's, let's do it. So I'm sitting there, and it's like essentially FaceTime, right? So they call me, but I can see myself, but I cannot see the studio. But I can hear everything. I have an, oh, an audio. I just have an audio pe- the feed in my ear. 
and I just have like an AirPod in, right? And so I'm just listening to it, and I'm not really paying it. And they're like, you know, and it's it's the feed of the show, and then every once in a while it'll cut out, and it's this very nice Canadian gentleman will be like, Richard, you're on in five minutes, <laughs> you know, and back to the feed of the show, and and then Richard, you're on in four minutes, and so I'm listening to it's you know Canadian CNN essentially CTV, and and they have a, a, a someone on some sort of uh, Catholic. Um, uh, representative talking about you know obviously the um the the issue in the in the church with the with the right. <laughs> child <Yeah>. abuse <laughs> and um so I'm just listening to this news thing and he's very passionate about how the Catholic Church and the world at large has not done enough to uh to help these children he is you know he's on the side of the angels no pun intended and and he's he's uh he's going on and he's he's very worked up and he's he says something like you know we have to protect these kids. And, you know, this is not a, an, a we think this is just an American problem. It's not. It's also a Canadian problem, but it's not just a Canadian problem. It's not just a Catholic problem. It's a worldwide problem. And he's like into it. And then the host, uh, she's like, well, thank you, Reverend so-and-so with the Catholic Institute of Toronto. Aquaman hitting theaters. <laughs> and, uh, I'm cringing so hard because it's an uncomfortable right. thing. And I'm, am I on? Am I on right now? <laughs> right. And because I can't see. Yeah. Um, but I, they were just showing B-roll of, of Aquaman. So it was a weird transition. Oh, and you know man. how sometimes they'll cut to the person that's about to be on next? And I'm just sitting oh, there like, yeah. <laughs> face because it's like super uncomfortable. Child we have a talk buffer between these two conversations? Yeah, just... yeah. I thought they were going to go to a commercial. Right. And then he's like, and, and then the guy comes on. He's like, you'll be on in one minute. And right. I was like, you didn't show me before, right? <laughs> I was my seat. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we definitely we should we would like to have like a you know like a nice financial crime between uh, pedophilia talk and then mad about yeah. movies. You know, just like a buffer. That's all I'm saying. Just yeah, ease into Joe Low, right? <laughs> don't want to be deep. Yeah, I love it. Don't wanna... Yeah, yeah. It's it's it so was... it's 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 great. Well, you did a good job. It was it's fun. Um, these random opportunities that have come our way. I did. I was on, uh, it was my week for, for, uh, talk sport, which is British sports talk radio, uh, on, on Wednesday. And it's just, it's funny the way that it's, it's the same thing. It's like, you're, you know, you're on with the producer and then you're just waiting and you're listening and just hoping the, the first couple times I did it, I was just like, do I talk now? Do I talk now? Like, I don't, I don't know how to make sure that I'm not messing this up for you. And it's that a, one's tough because they're great. I've done the BBC or mm-hmm. the yeah, talk sport. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. They're great guys. And when they ask really good questions and they, they really produce those segments and they're fun. But, uh, oftentimes, uh, they'll 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 say uh, they'll, you'll hear these weird commercials that are like sports radio commercials in in the UK, which <laughs> right. is not they're not weird. They're just foreign to us, different cadences than what we would be used to. And then they go like, and then they come on the air and they have a little small talk. And I have no idea what they're. It's like <laughs> right. that, the, yes. the scenes in Snatch with Brad <laughs> yes. Pitt. It's yes. just they're talking. It's two British people speaking <laughs> in a language that is right. not English. Just, yeah. And then when they talk to us, they know to <laughs> they, dumb it they down. Tone it down. Yeah. It's, it's, I understand, but I'm always so anxious. I'm sitting there like I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Right. Every time I fall right. for it, I'm like I don't know what they're talking about, right. and I don't know. And they're like, "Up, oh, squid." No, squid over there. And a big thought. Um, right. No, mate. No, right. no, mate. A bing bong uh, tiki tack. And then <laughs> with a fish. All right. All right. Movie talk. We're here yeah. with Richard. And you're like, okay, I can hear that. Yeah. That's good. 
I have so much when I'm waiting for that, that like 12 seconds before they actually bring us on. If there was video of me, it's just the most failed smile you've ever seen. Like I'm just sitting here with nervous laughter, like <laughs> and failed smile, and hoping that they don't sabotage me with the question about you know some British movie that no one's ever heard of or anything like that. But it's they're always great and they're it's fantastic. But every single time I get nervous for thirty seconds right before we get going because it's just like what am I even doing here? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up for them. I go into the Poppins. Uh, also, the the I've gotten really good at the. Uh, I want to get that skill that like Ryan Seacrest has, <laughs> where he has that clock in his brain. Yeah, because I'm getting there where I can do like I need ninety minute ninety seconds on Poppins, and I'm like, mm-hmm. got it, mm-hmm. and I can I can kind of get close from those radio hits. It trains your brain to speak in a way that's weird. You speak in yeah. these like paragraphs. I don't know if you've noticed that. No, too. absolutely. Yeah, the first uh, and then we'll. I promise we'll talk Poppins. We've we've teased it three times. Uh, but I the first. The first time I did it, I was, I mean, I've listened to, I mean, that's all I listened to growing up and still today, I don't really listen to the radio. I listen to, to talk radio and I love, like, that's what we would like to do at some point. Or you, know? you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. But so I love it. But the first time I was, I was not prepared for how quickly that moves. I mean, it's a, it's a, whatever, a six minute segment tops and so it's just like move, 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 move and you have to get in, you know, and I kept trying to like do podcast talk and have a conversation and it's like no that's not what we're going for here it's a you know it's a quick hit thing but yes yeah, so i'm start this last time i was on i finally i felt like for the first time i was like okay i kind of got the timing and the the sort of cadence down that we're that we're going yeah. for here so okay. i always just try to talk soccer with them because i know <laughs> yeah. a little more than they do right so, right yeah i've been to an mls game so I'm kind of <laughs> <getting> it. <laughs> yeah in 1997 um <laughs> i was at Dallas burn right Dallas, right, Dallas burn. Right. All right. Let's, Let's talk Poppins. Yeah. So we're here. Uh, Richard is with me, as I mentioned, uh, at least until his new negotiations kick in and he's too big for us and he'll be moving on to Canadian news channel uh, all the, the time. Canadian. Yeah. Don't I'm forget the, the little Carson people. Daily. Yeah. Richard, yeah. Don't, 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 don't leave forget. us behind. Don't all right. Leave us behind. Kit is not here today. <laughs> he refused to see the Poppins. He's uh, very offended by their use of umbrellas, but we'll get his talk uh, on the next episode and maybe get a, a mini <laughs> review of his. So we're joined by a friend of ours, friend of the show, Hannah. How's it going? Hannah, <laughs> or should I say, what's popping? Ah, <laughs> oh, oh God, I can't believe I made that joke. You know, hit him with it. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to be on. Um, you guys still are my easily least listened to podcast, so I was really flattered that uh, <laughs> that you would, you know, take me into account, even though I barely barely listen. It's I'm perfect. kidding. I'm a super perfect. super avid. Uh, avid mad about movies listener no, 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 don't don't yeah, really uh, don't, don't make our heads bigger we're we're fine we we oh. like to be knocked down a notch that's good um okay <laughs> we're gonna my head is way, crazy yeah. big now because yeah. oh. when you factor in the Canadian exchange rate, I mean, I, my, I could not <laughs> yeah. be any more of a star. He, he blocked well, us on the uh, text and everything. Yeah. You know, some people, and actually, and and I know we we want to get into the to the Mary Poppins returns talk, but I did want to um, tie in a couple things from earlier that you guys were mentioning, um, talking about like transitions and and um, you know, kind of awkward, like, oh wow, what do I do now, uh, especially when recording, but. There's a podcast called Case File. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard Mm -hmm. it. It's a true crime um, podcast. And I've been listening to that for a little bit, kind of on and off over the years. And um, it's done by a guy out of, I think, Perth, Australia. It's like Western Australia. And he's got a super thick accent. And the the podcast is kind of 
like hard to listen to because sometimes it's very, very, you know, super violent and dark and descriptive (laughs) and graphic and whatever. And, um, and you know, not very, uh, it's not like sparkling, like, you know, commute, listen or whatever, but he would do this hilarious thing that I finally picked up on. Like, Oh my gosh, that's what I noticed where he would be talking about a, a case or a crime or whatever. He'd be like, and, and Helen was walking to a car after work where she was brutally murdered. And then he would just go, are you sleeping well? And then he'd do like a purple mattress ad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no transition. I'm like, well, now I'm not. Like, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that just reminded me of that. It cracked me up. Yeah, the the, uh, the transition in, in podcast ads, not always, not always great. Zach Lowe on his show is pretty bad about it. It just jumps right into ads and always drives me crazy. We're going to talk yeah. Poppins now. Um, I'll, I'll start us off and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it over to you guys. So this is like fifty plus years in the making. Not a yep. lot of, as, as you have, as you referenced on again Canadian news, Richard. Not a lot of, uh, not a lot of movies that spawn a sequel fifty plus years later with with nothing in between. Um, that that kind of shows, I think the the draw and the power of Mary Poppins that it still is uh, culturally relevant and and has the reputation that it has to be able to. To do this, I know there was a lot of angst and frustration, perhaps going in. Not necessarily on my part, and I don't even know about about you, Richard. But it just seemed like the the uh, internet had decided that this was a bad idea before we ever got to it. I've always kind of been open to it. I feel like um, it's it, clearly Disney would have liked to have done a full on franchise for this way back when, and never could uh, could get. P.L. Travers to, to go along and so we, it seems like this was always kind of unfinished business and it does seem like something that mm. could be tapped into pretty easily. I love Emily Blunt. Um, anyway, this I was never against this idea, but I but I guess there was a there's this kind of a sentiment that this was a risky play. Um, I'll start by saying I I loved this. I I was uh, I was kind of prepared for mediocrity going in just based on kind of buzz that I'd heard and a few people who had seen it before me had, had had undersold it a little bit, which is great. I'd prefer to be undersold than, than uh, oversold on it. But um, I was, I took my kid to see it. My wife and I did, right? He, he got out of school uh, for Christmas break a little early on Friday and we went to see it together and it was, um, it was magical and, and fun and uh, just, you know, it's a delight. So I had a great time with it. Let's uh, and we'll get more specific as we go here. But Hannah, give us your your kind of uh, your quick take on your background with with the Poppins, and then your general thoughts on on this one. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's actually really funny. I I've never really been a big fan of um, musicals in general, and it's it's actually pretty ironic because. My uh, my mom is a classically trained vocalist and a singer, and um, she's she's really like been the catalyst for me for the for the best musicals in my life. Um, and you know, and my dad as well. They they both like you watch Beauty and the Beast with me as a kid, and you know, mm-hmm. Disney musicals were always kind of the obvious exception um, for me. But along with like you know, Wizard of Oz and my fair lady and sound of music. And I, I absolutely adore, um, Julie Andrews. She, she's like one of my, one of my heroes, honestly. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I just never 
was a huge fan of musicals and um, mostly because I'm a cold hearted jerk and I hate mm-hmm. things that make people happy. But um, <laughs> but for whatever reason, no, they, they've never really been my thing except for things like Mary Poppins and, and like I said, all the Disney um, Disney musicals. And I, you know, I grew up just enamored by by the first one and I loved it as a kid. I thought it was so funny and um, just fun. And I haven't rewatched it in a really long time. Um, so I enjoyed listening to y'all's, um, throwback episode, mm. uh, on that because it was like, oh yeah, you know, this happened and this happened. And, um, but I was super excited to see what happened with this remake. Um, and that being said, you know, I, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was so cute and cozy and heartwarming mm-hmm. and definitely nostalgic in all the right ways. Uh, well done to the point of, I kind of think a new classic, um, but that's sort of just general thoughts and backgrounds. Um, yeah, I, mm. I especially loved, um, those like 1964, 1965, that like little, um, you know, corridor of music and, mm-hmm. and kind of those, those musicals were, were the ones that I really enjoyed, um, sure. for whatever reason. So, and then obviously like new stuff, um, like La La Land is one of my all time favorite movies mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But it just depends. I'm kind of like picky about it. So it's actually interesting to be able to to talk this one because, yeah, it's it's that's a deep cut hot take for sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. OK. Uh, Arby, this was one of I think this was your number one most anticipated movie of the of the uh, back half of this yeah. year. If I if I'm not this or Stars Born, I don't remember yeah. which was which, good, but they were choosing. they were one good and choosing. two. Yeah. Hey, so good. I did. All right. So we we like, we know your kind of background with Poppins via the uh, the Mary Poppins episode that's available in the VIP feed, which is madaboutmoviespodcast dot com slash VIP. If you want to subscribe, by there. the way, literally, I'm gonna do a little side push for the VIP feed. It is awesome, and I was crying laughing. Richard made an incredible peyote joke, and I just was like, <laughs> I was cracking up. So side push for that from not you guys. I want everyone to sign up for the VIP feed as well. It is a lot, of, a lot of a lot of fun over there, and uh, we, yeah, <laughs> and we get to play it a little looser there than we do here, which is which is uh, which is nice too. Oh, sorry, uh, if I shouldn't have mentioned. No, it. no, no, it's great. Oh, yeah. No, it's to- By the totally way, fine. I did before Mary Poppins Returns, and it was really it was way yeah, better because myth- of that. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the way it works. So, RB, uh, this, again, this was yeah. your your number one of the year. Did it live up to sure. it? How do how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel coming out? General yeah. thoughts and all that. It, yeah, so it's it's uh, like you know, I I'm with you, Brian. I thought this it, it was one of those things that if it had been announced, okay, we're doing Mary Poppins Returns, I would have been like, Ugh. and then <laughs> if they had announced three weeks later we're doing it with Emily Blunt, I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. I don't remember this being announced without Emily Blunt. I think I, it was yeah, all one same. announcement. Yeah. So Mark, I was Mark always on board. There. It's like. Yeah, it's like they got that right. I'm cool. That's exactly who should do it. And what, so I never had I never had any there was a little Rob Marshall nerves for me mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because I made the mistake. I got I got a nine tattoo before I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and so that was right. That was tough. You know, um, and by the way, Richard, you know, speaking of Rob Marshall, I I didn't realize that he had directed Into the Woods and not being <laughs> a huge fan of musicals. I went to see that a few years back and I didn't even know it was a musical. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that being said, uh, Emily Blunt was easily the best part of that movie. But um, he did also direct the greatest movie of 2011 and potentially all time pirates of the caribbean on stranger tides just want to make sure you guys don't forget about that so yeah, yeah. that's yeah oof. that uh, piece of 
beautiful cinema cinema uh a <laughs> well, not, yeah. well yeah it's in the it's in the library of congress but no so my you know i was i was on board with this you know a little nervous about the director but it's the kind of thing he can do well or at least passably um and we talked about it in the in the poppins episode it's like as long as there's some good tunes i'm in this will be fine emily blunt's obviously going to bring it and then you know you hear oh Lynn miranda's in it oh this will be fun it's the first time really seeing him in this sort of uh, movie musical world. Um, and then all this stuff. So anyway, you, I got in there and uh, it was so much, it, it was, I, I loved it, but it was, I thought it was, uh, yeah, undersold as well. I thought this was really one of the more lovely movies of the year. And I think will be one that is uh, sort of lauded more in a couple years. And now, especially if they do more, I think I think I know Emily Blunt wants to do another one, mm-hmm. uh, and I think this will crash at the box office. Hey, this is something that's actually smart to release at Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. You know what's right. not Bumblebee? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but even if, I mean, I hear Bumblebee's great, but it's, I don't I don't know why that didn't come out right. either right. this July or last July. Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> this will this will be. Uh, I think I look. I mean, she's a movie star now, and so this is her. I think this can be a vehicle for her to make $40 million every time. She'll still do other cool stuff, but I wouldn't mind at all if there's a Poppins every four years with, with her. Totally. And That's an interesting the, point, yeah. The the other piece is is uh, the great thing about Mary Poppins, which I kind of forgot, is she's so uh, cre- kind of creepy in a way. And Blunt <laughs> did that really well. I mean, she just, there's no, she's kind of like, the closest thing I can think of is she's kind of like the Joker, in that she has no, ba- no, she has no backstory. They don't oh, really true. explain her. She mm-hmm. just kind of shows up and does her thing and then leaves. Her um, one-liners are very, you know, also on par with his. And yeah, yeah. So, the, <laughs> but the, you know, <laughs> the mystery, the mystery of her is is uh, is what makes that character great. And mm-hmm. and I think um, and Blunt really really crushed that. But I thought the the writing of the character was fantastic too. Yeah. I was worried great thing about mary poppins is is that mystery of like who is this witch that comes down and right yeah sure. these kids and uh and i was like it's kind of the work speaking of the joker the worry i have with even though i love joaquin phoenix is i don't want an explanation of the joker mm-hmm. i just kind of want you no. know that's what that mayhem makes him fun and the, the while the mayhem is definitely nicer in mary poppins uh they did that right i mean she just kind of shows up mm-hmm. mary poppins love is it. up and, and exactly Bill, so right. Yeah, and does and all so, of her work uh, for umbrellas, which is really just wow. Yeah, yeah, life changing work. She's big <laughs> in the umbrellas community. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're right, RB. The um, I thought of that. I guess that had never quite dawned on me of how weird and creepy it kind of can be that she that you know who she is and how she just appears because it's it's always done so magically that yeah. The one moment I had of that is like she shows up. She flies in on a kite in this movie. Um, great scene, by the way. I was, I was just like, yes, this is perfect. I am. I, I, I was. I felt like I didn't know that. I'll say this: I didn't know that I cared that much about Mary Poppins until this movie was mm-hmm. was really going. And then I'm just, I'm such a sucker for this kind of stuff. Like I was just on the verge of tears the entire movie. And I'm like, I didn't even know I cared about this, but I super did. And the score was done really well, and all this. So she arrives. She like walks into the bank's house. Yeah, I'm I'm here to save the bank's kids again. And then want to know how I got these yeah, stars, right? And then she immediately <laughs> is like, "All right, into the bathtub with you kids." It's just right. like a weird. It is kind it's of a weird thing. Like, oh, it's kind of 
That is odd. That is odd. But Richard, you're right. Like that's a it's done wonderfully, and it uh, that sort of mystery of her is uh, I, I I'm with you. I don't want that. We don't need that explained. I don't need to know. We just need to, we know that the magic that she possesses tells her that it's time to come and it's time to go. And that's the way that it is. And, th- and that's all, that's all we need to know. <clears throat> Actually, me. um, what, <laughs> this is when you try to make a nerd joke, but don't have the nerd resume. <laughs> Uh, it's actually midichlorians. Is that what they're no, called? No, shut up. Uh, <laughs> go do Canadian oh TV. But um, but the oh frame. I thought the framing to have to have uh, Lin Manuel Miranda's character Jack be like, oh yeah, this guy was in the that first was movie. So cute. That was yeah, perfect. That was so it was so cool. Perfect. And Brian, you your point just making like truly making me realize that's exactly what this movie did was like. I mean, I could have said to anybody, oh, I love Mary Poppins. Yeah, it's a great, you know, classic. But then watching this, I was like, and by the way, I didn't find myself on the verge of tears. I was like sobbing uncontrollably, (laughs) like halfway through the movie. And yeah, it was, it's magical. That's a good word for it because you just, she's kind of mysterious, but like so loving. And it's, yeah, I just, Emily Blunt crushed that. She absolutely did. She really is. Absolutely. In every way. She is perfect for this role. And, um, I mean, this is again. This is just kind of what, but but I did. I thought it was very, it was very good scripting to um, to drop her in and have Jack sort of serve as the uh, the to, to give the, the background. Yeah. But that's really right. only like one or two lines of exposition, which is which is uh, which is perfect. Um, yes. Let's let's get let's go a little deeper. Hannah, is there uh, is there a scene that jumps? Is there something? What what do you like about this? What was the thing that that sticks out to you as as the you know kind of the the best parts of of the Poppins Returns experience? Man, um, you know what? I I really feel like this movie absolutely hit the nail on the head with like teaching lessons. And just to expound on that a little bit more, for kids going into this movie with their parents. Um, and and maybe if they haven't seen the first or if they're too young or whatever, um, they they're still gonna love this movie. But it goes really, really, really kind of subconsciously. Um, with the greatest thing about a, a a really great children's movie or story or book, um, and I think C.S. Lewis said, is that you know if it's not good for adults, it's not good for kids. And I think that I found myself like absolutely being thrown back into like what it feels like to be a kid watching this. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, it, it kind of blew me away in that sense. I, I saw it with my roommate and and she loves, loves, um, you know, the original as well. And we were just kind of like kind of blown away by it, honestly. I, mm. I thought that they did such a great job of um, like it, it was a subtle, you know, subtle lesson here and there where it's like, oh, yeah, like I can't forget to be whimsical or whatever. I know that sounds probably really cheesy, but, um, but that's just, that's how I felt, you know, watching it. I was like, wow. And just how tied in emotionally you get with the characters mm-hmm. in this one really, really kind of, kind of blew me away. But I think it, yeah, it was just the lessons in particular. I thought the music was great, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the lessons in particular, that's kind of what, what stood out to me. Yeah. The, so I hadn't re I, I, I just talked about this a tiny bit in our VIP episode, but I hadn't rewatched the first Mary Poppins in, in like 20 something years until this last week. And that, um, that's something that I, I appreciated about the first one first go around is, is the, um, just, I don't know, just kind of 
trying to teach the kids how to be kids again because they've mm-hmm. they've lost that and then they um really i mean this one really doubles down on that with the the, the loss of the mother and the dad who, by the way i thought i thought ben Wishaw was really really good oh, in that he role. was awesome that yeah. first little side of sort of uh spoken word song that he did uh, oh up gosh. in the attic was just like ripping my heart apart and was was very touching and beautiful without being I felt like at least without being exploitative of that situation that was a very good way to introduce what all these people are dealing with and and how totally. it's how it's playing out but the, yeah RB like they you know you, you take the um you take kind of the the lesson segment or the lesson piece of the first Mary Poppins and I think uh made it more so in this one you're really going in on uh teaching the kids to have imagination teaching the kids to um be present as kids and to deal with all these things and stuff did you rb was that did you what'd you take from that did you enjoy the do you feel like they'd hit that well because clearly that's a that's an homage to the original and that's Mm -hmm. playing off Mm -hmm. the did you feel like they did that well yeah the stakes are a little higher (laughs) higher this time but uh but uh yeah no that's you know I'm I'm uh, I I like children to be educated in the, in the cinema, not entertained. I prefer them. <laughs> I was a fan of that. All this Pixar junk, you know, that teaching them that they're important. Right, right. When they're not, yeah. Yeah. children. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. This was executed really well. This was in every sense, and without you know being a nostalgia fest too much, in every sense a throwback to when that mm-hmm. that you know when. When children's movies were, in fact, propaganda for for good behavior. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I like that aspect of it. And and gosh, if if you don't learn those lessons still as an adult mm-hmm. of, yeah. of when to enjoy yourself and when to, you know it's not it's not kid specific. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So so yeah, Poppins is is great. And and you know I think I talked about this in the first Poppins episode, but you know what what's so well timed about this. You know, as well timed as fifty four years can be is <laughs> is uh you know there's from nineteen sixty four to to nineteen mid nineties before just everything before there was like Disney Channel and all this stuff you know everyone grew up with with Mary Poppins mm-hmm. this was yeah. sort of a rite of passage that from some t- age between between two and nine you were going to watch Mary Poppins fifty times and then you were going to never watch it again but this was something that you know, would be part of every, it's a, it's a language that we all speak, I think. And I think for the first time, and we talked about this a little bit, Brian, like with like Coop's age, Coop's what, five, six? Yeah, he's five. Five. Uh, his age and a little older, you know, they probably, maybe they didn't grow up with it because mm-hmm. they have 90, you know, they hit a button on Apple TV and there's all this, this library of, of kids movies. Um, so how cool to introduce this now to mm-hmm. now yeah. to extend that. But, but, but to my original point, what's great about it is there's uh, all of us. <laughs> uh, Barry Poppins is, as you mentioned, not knowing that you care about that character, uh, is a is a parental like ghost in our brain of, mm-hmm. of 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 that age, and so you sort of revert back to that feeling of being five. Yes, immediately mm-hmm. when she starts speaking and and that character, because you know it's like when you're if you were if I. I guarantee you, if I were uh, to go somewhere and my and run into my third grade teacher and she were to yell at me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it would it would wound me more than a random other adult yelling at me sure. because you know you have this this uh, psychological background with this person. I think Poppins fits that. So, 
uh, yeah, it was it was it was bizarre, but but I I did find myself normally, as you guys know, or, or as Brian knows, you may not am, but like I I, I appreciate kids movies, but not having a child oh, yeah. yet of but my own. Like I don't really like get lost in them, you know, right. anymore mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It just doesn't appeal right. to me. I'm like, this is great. But uh and I I think your Airbud collection would speak otherwise, yeah. but but yeah. <laughs> That's more of a fetish thing. Though, but, <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> no, but this then I was like I was I was lost in it. I think sure. because I have this background with the this world and character and all that. Yeah, no, I I'm with you there. That's a uh, <clears throat> that's a great way to to uh, to put it because it it is a gosh the it immediately resets your brain of like oh gosh I do love this and I do I do need <laughs> Mary Poppins in my life. It's just I don't know. It, it, it's a great reminder of that of Michael too because he like she would say something to him and you could tell he's just like oh my gosh like kind of snapping yes. right back yes. into mm-hmm. you know she could tell him like get out and he'd be like okay like sure <laughs> right know? yeah no and, that, and it's vital it's just I don't know there the um I guess we should, we're we're in spoilers at this point I don't know how there's not a lot of plotting to to get into here so I don't know that we're gonna ruin the movie for you but just just in case, if you haven't seen it go see it and then come back and listen to the rest of the episode but um it, yes, it, it it was a, a sort of reminder of like uh, through the songs and just her her general presence um, was just like man our uh, <laughs> our world leaders, regardless of political party, could really use a little poppins. You know, it's just it's, it's just a lot of stuff that just kind of hit the. It, it's instead of I think instead of playing for nostalgia necessarily for the. Um, for the character and the setting and the plotting and all this stuff, it really more than anything to me was like kind of nostalgia for the feelings and the sentiment and the, um, the lessons that are being conveyed through, through, uh, you're you're saying you want to make America great again. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know, kind maybe, but, uh, you know, what's interesting too. And I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I think, I just thought of something kind of interesting um, just in my own experience this year is going to see the Christopher Robin movie. Um, mm. And as, as good as it was, I thought it was really cute and, and heartwarming or whatever, um, whatever happy people say. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I thought that it was good, but it almost missed the mark on what Mary Poppins returns like completely got right of like, it was cute. And it, you know, of course mm. it, it was, fun to watch and but but it wasn't the same uh and i guess it it really couldn't be in a way um but it wasn't quite the same like uh factors that that this movie had just in kind of grand scheme you know mm-hmm. I, I don't know yeah. if that makes sense no but it, there's uh, no way to i watched I, I watched that i'm in my um i'm trying to get through all the the movies like on the list you know i try mm-hmm. I've, I've spoken before I, I try really hard to see as many Richard and Kent make fun of me because I'm such a completist and I, I'm an idiot for doing it. But I, I really try to see as many movies from each year as I can before we get to our end of year episodes and stuff. So I've been going back through and watching a bunch. Of, I watched Christopher yeah, especially Robin. Especially if you can watch him with Coop. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I watched Christopher Robin like three days before we went to see this. And oh, interesting. I didn't hate it. Like some people, I, I've seen it on like some uh, worst 10 of the year lists and things like that. And I, I thought that was, I think that's too strong, but it, you're right. It's a, it completely misses the, 
it wants to have the weight that Mary Poppins have, but Mary Poppins Returns has it with so much more grace and right. um, it just carries it well it, it, because it because it's it charismatic fits. as well, like like sure. a little more so than the than the Christopher Robin, no, probably definitely. because it, of the violence. But um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. But no, also, you're, you're right. You're I, right. Did you notice like even little details like in that movie? I know this is this is nerdy and you know, Richard, I do have the resume for it. And I'm sorry to say, um, but I even noticed, I'm like, no, seriously, this is going deep. Piglet has like a British accent. Mm. I'm like, that's not what he sounds like in the original, you know, in the original show and, and movie. And I'm like, come on, like, just, you know, hit that mark, right, please. <laughs> on stuff sure. like that. Like, like really nostalgic stuff needs to be, needs to be done. Sure. You know, yeah, but, well. but but you're right. The, the the charisma pops off the screen. It's not just it's it's all of it combined. It's Emily Blunt is a treasure. She's she's fantastic. She's uh she's beautiful. She has such incredible presence and and gravitas on the screen and it's she could be I've always loved her from I don't know when the I can't even think of the first movie. It probably Remember her in Devil Wears Devil Prada? Wears Prada. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like um, she was so good in that and has yeah. done so much since. Like her portfolio is just ridiculous. Right. All genres, all, you know, like all types of stuff. Yeah. But she's this is she's so great in this and she um Richard like my <laughs> one of my I have like two minor criticisms of this and and one of them and I'm curious to see if you agree one of them is like not enough poppins I I, I there's times when she's kind of uh That's true. I know no, the movie the, the movie is about the kids and the, and the parent you know and the the dad right. like learning to be on their own and be people and function again and stuff but there are times when I'm like man I really wish there was more poppins in that is that did that did that click with you as well, RB? Or? Yeah, I mean, I well, as an audience member, certainly you, you always want that. I actually thought it worked though, ratio wise. If I were to study it mm-hmm. like more, because it, it makes her not that she needs any help to work, but I think that makes those scenes really pop and that kind of mayhem and sprinkling in of sure. of, of the poppins is, I think, makes those scenes crazy effective. Mm-hmm. Would they have been just as effective with a lot more of her? Probably, sure, mm-hmm. but. Sure. Uh, you know, play it safe, I would think. And mm-hmm. I, I, I thought the, yeah, I mean, Rob Marshall has made some, some fine movies and some not so fine as, as aforementioned, but, uh, the screenplay of this really set him up well. I yeah, thought this definitely. was really well done. Totally. And it's like the best of Disney, um, manufacturing line mm-hmm. movie yeah. making where yeah. it's like, they knew what beats to hit. They knew exactly what ratios to use everything in. They knew, they knew this character. I know. I know. Blunt didn't really watch the the uh, Julie Andrews version. She just read the the books, the Bill mm-hmm. Trevor stuff. So they, but I, you could tell that the obviously you would hope they'd read them. But the people that wrote this and produced this as well were really familiar with the source material, and I think just really knew, got the character right. Yeah. And so then it's like, oh well, then Rob Marshall can just you know direct some great uh, musical scenes and and. You know, sprinkle it with some a lot of fun and and whimsy, and mm-hmm. then it's fine. You know, mm-hmm. I just thought the the screenplay set him up really well. No, I totally agree. And it's not true. to say he didn't kill it too. I mean, this is his yeah. best movie, I think. I mean, yeah, no, mm-hmm. some people would say Chicago. That's fine. I don't hate Chicago. Those people like are Brian wrong. Does, but, <laughs> no, yeah, kidding. but this is. I think this is better. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. You you mentioned the the Disney sort of assembly line of uh, of movie making, and that you know, um. <sighs> It's it's very easy to it's very easy to to give uh, kind of Disney a lot of crap for that and just be 
oh, you know, be very cynical about this sure. whole huge corporation thing that they have going with movie making and with uh, theme parks and everything. Everything is assembly line sure. and it's, um, you know, cut to, <laughs> to, to fit the, the Disney mold and all these sorts of things. And that's, I, I, I understand that. And sometimes that, that shows, sometimes that comes out in, I think we're going to see that in like Artemis Fowl, you know, <laughs> next year, you know, I think there's, yeah. there's plenty of times each Dumbo. year where you say, yeah, Dumbo, yeah. where you, where you're going to say, oof, that, that really felt like, uh, Disney cookie cutter kind of like, do we really need that? Yeah. Yeah, Well, (laughs) do we really need it? And is there any ambition to it? And is there any, is there any chances being taken or anything like that? We always want, we always want uh, filmmakers and, and studios to, to take chances and be ambitious. And that's, uh, you know, that's a fine goal. It's all well and good. And I, I like when that, when that happens. However, um, sometimes, and maybe a lot of times when you do that, you, you're ambitious and you take chances and you end up with mortal engines or right. Alita or something like that. And, and how dare uh, you <laughs> gosh, I saw mortal engines this week, guys. Oof. Oh, um, it was, Not, you know, it was it's tough. that thing of, of the assembly line. It's like, yeah, you know, you can make fun of Toyota. Uh, but the camera is pretty fine automobile <laughs> right. every right. time they make it. Yeah, it's pretty exact, solid. Exactly it's going right. to go for 250,000 yeah. miles. Yeah, it's it may not look as sleek as as mm-hmm. a couple other pieces, but you know if you get a Camry every for every car for the rest of your life, you're you're gonna be fine. Sure, uh, that's sort of the and 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 look, Disney doesn't just make middle of the road; they make some really good stuff too. Right, um, right, and so does Toyota. <laughs> but yeah. you know what uh, that reminds me of yeah. too is like basically when uh, when Cinderella came out and just what an incredible uh, movie that was. I, I, and I'm not sure exactly what else made it just incredible i don't remember who wrote it i know the music was great i but the lead is so important too and Mm. just and not saying ewan mcgregor like he did a great job he was probably one of the best parts of the christopher robin one but looking at cinderella compared to beauty and the beast and sorry emma watson i absolutely love her but like she can't lead a movie and so looking at lily james and what she did with cinderella um how she just absolutely did that so perfectly um, and then you look at Emily Blunt and, you know, yes. Disney gave them something to work with for sure. But I think that sort of when she can shine and when the person that's um, that's the lead role or the title role or whatever, when they can really take it and run with it and and do an incredible job, that's going to be the 100 um, percent that the maybe 99 had before or maybe the 30. Like it doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's probably margins that, that they carry. Right. Um and and Disney, like, I'm interested, man. I'm interested to see what they continue to crank out and do. I, I think so many things are going to be big losses in a way. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to say loss because that sounds monetary, and I'm sure they're going to continue to make a billion dollars every, you know, five minutes. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what, like, Lion King does and I don't even know if I have any interest in seeing Dumbo, but like I probably will. And, you know, Mm. I don't know what that's going to be like just the future of Disney now that they're revisiting so many um, properties that that we grew up watching or or grew up with, you know. Yeah. So this is the this is kind of the this is the like you said, Rich, this is the the uh, this is the right side of the assembly line. This is what you get sometimes if you if you're in this process, you are occasionally going to get, I think, inspired uh inspired selections and and it and it this it, this shines i think L- last mm-hmm. thing i want to touch on and then we'll, we'll we'll hit some grades uh 
Arby, let's start with the, the it, again. I, this is not a criticism um, so much so as just a, maybe an observation. I think one of the things that makes the original Mary Poppins click so well, obviously, this is not a hot take, is the is the music. That music sticks with you. We're fifty plus years down the line, and you can say to. I mean, literally, almost anyone on the street, you can mention supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, and they know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and the same with spoonful of sugar and and household chimney. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's a those are iconic songs. And um, this, I didn't. That is maybe one area where this is this is lacking. I I really enjoyed the music and the songs, and I and I know. Uh, Miranda wrote a lot of these, and he's he's fantastic, and and his lyricism is great. I enjoyed those this this for me. I enjoyed the songs within the context of the movie, and I walked out like kind of with a you know a, a, a pep in my step, and and loved the the use of it. But I can't. I don't know that I can recall one line of song from this movie, and I saw it less than twenty four hours ago. You know, they're, they're not. It's not fair to compare them to the iconicism of of uh, the original Mary Poppins songs, but Arby, I want to get your opinion there. Did you did you feel like how did the music play to you? And yeah. are we or is that is this a downfall? Am I wrong? You know how how'd you go? How do you feel on that? For sure. I mean, uh, I have to see it a few more times to really be sure. I don't think, by the way. I don't know if Lin Manuel wrote any of this. I think he just performed. Yeah, I think oh, my bad. Think, my bad. I guess I yeah, just, completely I just want to make sure he that. Did, but I think no, that they he's doing the Little Mermaid. Songs. Okay, that's what I was thinking. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah. they had he's hired like the Little two Mermaid other songs. guys for this yeah. one. I forget who. It's uh, Whitman and uh, uh, Shaman, the guys that did uh, that did uh, like Hairspray and anyway. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Interesting. Wow. Um. So oh, this movie didn't have enough John Travolta. I mean, talk about yeah. No. Well, that does. Nothing does. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yes, but the the performances were great, and and there's I I found the songs maybe not memorable, Brian. We'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did find them. I enjoyed them aesthetically a lot. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing we talked about being the most nervous about because I think that's where uh, that's the hit or miss of a movie like this if the songs aren't aren't good. So, but then maybe I was wrong about that because if the song, maybe the songs were all just meh and fine, but the no, movie was still delightful. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, for me it was it wasn't that I loved them in the moment. Um, my sure. wife is a big my wife is a big she does choreography and and oh, really cool. has an eye and an ear for um you know a song that is gonna play well for for you know a decade versus something that's going to be kind of in the moment and and is big on the the song dance so i i asked her walking out i'm like black eyed peas not just like you (laughs) right right um i started walking out like what do you think of the music and and the choreography and stuff and and she kind of says she was like well i thought i thought the, the the judge a book by its cover song was great and the cinematography in that was really uh, not cinematography. Excuse me. The choreography was really good and and interesting. And then the the lamplighter uh, song where they walk into that alleyway and and there's all the the lamplighters, the Learys or whatever on the on the lamppost was was great. And I think she'll probably you know use some of that uh, choreography in in the next show. But um, but the but it didn't feel like I didn't walk out singing the song so much as just right. like feeling the merriment that the song like brought. added to it. Yeah. 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 So th- didn't that's take away anything. That'll be the interesting thing to see if that if yeah, you're to your point, Richard, like 
if I see this two or three more times, which I definitely will, um, or, you know, with the kid and stuff, will that, um, and solo. Right. What did Bob the kid, was, right. what did the kiddo think? Dude, he what loved it. Coop, I, I was a little nervous did. cause, uh, <clears throat> we watched, he only made it through about half of, of the original Poppins the other uh, last week when we were watching before he was just like, can we watch Phineas and Ferb now? And so I was a little nervous, but the big screen is, is, you know, is much easier to sell to a kid than, than the, uh, than right. the small it's screen is. Yeah. yeah. But like we went straight after school, sometimes Friday afternoons, kids are just beat and they just want to go to bed. But so I was a little, I was a little nervous, but he had a great time. He was really into mm-hmm. it and, um, was like talking to me throughout of like trying to, f- he's, he's at this stage where he, he like understands the plotting a lot more than he used to and so he but he's but he's five so he's it's like a very obviously an elementary understanding of it so it's like a lot of questions about how these things are playing but man he had a he had a no, great he's time. dumb man he should know that <laughs> yeah i know we, <laughs> we went ahead he doesn't, and, he doesn't yeah. understand abc story structure <laughs> yeah wow we, uh, we so have you had and, him tested I, I just, or? right I, I went ahead and, no i didn't even get him tested i just i just went ahead and put him in um, some, some, uh, some, some extra no that's great classes. that's exciting because that's where it's a success is yes to me is. it's like Absolutely. we're all gonna like it on some level unless it's atrocious right mm-hmm. right as long as that movie like this is mediocre because we have you know we've always stayed for the poppins in our lives right uh we're gonna like it but it's like does it play to five-year-old mm-hmm. kids that's good to hear i'm yeah. glad it does yeah it works by the really way well. just just plot wise um and something we haven't touched on yet I, I'm actually really curious to know what you guys thought of Colin Firth in this movie. <laughs> he was, uh, I, I like, I like Colin Firth. That was a little, it was a little darker than anything that we've weird. had in he, yeah. the, the previous Poppins movie. But, but I will say that I, I appreciate that we got a, a pretty quick turnaround on that. Cause you, one of the things that drives me crazy in kids movies, and it doesn't happen a whole lot, but I, it's great. It's fine in a, in a, a made for adult movies when you hold, a villain to a switch you know you come down to in the third act he turns it from a good guy to a bad guy or whatever that's totally fine i don't like it in kids movies because it's just confusing for the child to figure out like wait what and so kind of deceitful yeah yeah whatever especially if it's played the wrong way right and so both sides of colin firth character you 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 get very quickly I mean, I of course because we're adults, we can tell when they go in to talk to Colin first character. Like, oh, the other shoe's gonna drop on this for sure. Like, this guy's got something going on. Um, but but for the kids aspect, at least, very quickly, you know, when he throws the the uh, ledger in the fire, and then the same thing with the the uh, the his the wolf version of him when they're in the bowl, which is a really cool, by the way, very very great. Such the, love the cool animation. That. that was such that a was cool awesome. throwback. And but and and. Do it once and then get out, and that's great. Exactly. Like, that was a, that was a little perfect... nod to like Peter Pan, right. Robin Hood, right. you know those great movies, and then get the get the heck yeah. out. <laughs> but but having that wolf character kind of do the evil smile very quickly and stuff. I that w- I've again that's something that maybe it doesn't matter at all to non parents, but as a parent, like I was like thank you because that um that's a that's just so much easier to explain than somewhere down the line being like so he was a bad guy you know it, it's it's it was a lot easier but yeah but uh, but Firth was great. And man, it was cool seeing Dick Van Dyke come out. I knew it was coming. Obviously, we all knew it was it was going to happen, and that it went exactly like I expected it would go. But that was really cool to see him on screen and doing his his dance and stuff. And then and then uh, no Angela one man band too. thing though. So, right, so that was really right. a yeah. disappointment. Well, Angela Lansbury, yeah, that right. was cool. Yeah, that was that was a cool that was a cool bit. I it was it was fun to see them on screen and doing. 
the thing that they're great at, you know, and, and has made them legendary. So all in all, for me, it was this was a this was a pretty pretty good success. I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's, it's RB on on again on Canadian news television. You said it was a delight. It was delightful, and I totally agree with you. That's that's the to me that was like the best way to put it. It's it this was it was a delightful experience. So let's uh, let's hit some grades and uh, and get out of here. Hannah, what's your what's your grade on this one? Uh, you know, it was kind of actually a little tough for me to, I was kind of swinging between two grades. Um, I'm going to go solid, solid A on this one. Thought it was awesome. That's fair. Arby, how about you? Oh man, this is tough. I hadn't thought about that till this till right now. Um, you know, I'm surprised I'm they say, didn't ask you about it on Canadian TV. They by don't. The way. Well, no, because they're socialists. So they don't believe in achievement. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can say the first time you were on Canadian television, they didn't ask you about grades. You know, right. just kind of hit them with that. No, I think uh, I think I'm going to go. It's probably an A on 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 uh, achievement. But gosh, do I love Mary Poppins? So I'm going to. My enjoyment was an A plus. So I'm going to give it an A plus. Deal Sweet. with it, folks. Brian, what about you? Sweet. Yeah. Uh... It, I'm in the I'm in the same boat. It kind of it's right between A and an A plus. I think so. I'll give it an A. This is uh, I didn't expect just based on A. This has been a pretty good year, and and B. Um, I just I did not expect this to be quite as top ten contendy for me as it's going to end mm-hmm. up as it's going to end sure. up being. But but this and I, I this is my favorite female performance of the year. Like this is by far and away. If I'm making my if I'm sending in my Oscar uh, nominations form today, which I'm not, I get to wait another couple of weeks. Um, I would. I mean, she's Emily Blunt is is far and away number one on my list, and I think I think uh, old Miranda might end up on on the supporting list as well. He's he was he was great. Key. He was key to making this Absolutely. work on screen uh, and setting up Emily Blunt and her incredible fashion sense and just beautiful personality um over and over again so he he was really good so so anyway we're we're three a's all around that's great um i'm looking forward to getting kent's perspective on this in a week or two when he gets a chance to see it uh but anyway this is uh that's enough for us today so thank you so much for being here and for listening to this program we have an aquaman episode coming up soon with special guest batman shane Next week, Batman I think Jane. we'll be <laughs> Batman Shane. We'll be talking uh, Bumblebee. We're going to get a Vice episode soon. We also have in the, the VIP Lounge, which is our throwback page. We mentioned a few times we have a Mary Poppins throwback episode that just posted uh, this last week. We soon will have episodes out on the Sting um, Tombstone. What else? We lost in Sweet. translation. Next year in the VIP, we will be doing a uh, a Harry Potter retrospective with Kent. Having never seen Harry Potter, we're going to make him sit through all eight movies and break those down for you. So we have a lot of cool stuff coming in 2019. If you want to get more episodes out of us, you need to check that out. Again, it's madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Sign up there for as little as a dollar a week and get you access to our throwbacks and bonus episodes and all kinds of fun content like that. Um, you can find us on social media on Twitter at Mad About Movies. You can find us on Facebook, Mad About Movies Podcast, Instagram, Mad About Movies Podcast, and again, madaboutmoviespodcast.com for uh, all your extra needs. Hannah, thank you so much for being here today and, yeah. and joining us. What's your, hey, Hannah, shout out me. your, uh, shout out your social if people want to follow you and your, and your hot takes, blistering oh, hot yeah. takes. Where do they find They're, you? <laughs> so you can find me on, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Hannah 
in HD. So Hannah, my name, H-A-N-N-A-H, N-I-N-H-D, um, like high definition. So Awesome. Awesome. Arby, where can we find you, buddy? Uh, uh, Richard Barton. <laughs> I forgot for a second. <laughs> Richard Barton on everything. B-A-R-D-O-N. You can start find me getting to on him. all the platforms. Yeah. yeah. My people really run my social media, right. not so much right. me, so yeah. it's hard for me to... Yeah. They actually, I'm looking now, they changed your uh, your Twitter handle to... Richard Barden, CTV News. Um, they're just already <laughs> qualifying you as a contributor over there, which is great, which is great. Only helping the brand. All right, you can find me at bgill 12 on Twitter. You can find my writing again at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and uh, the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Thank you so much for listening. Please tune in soon for Aquaman, for all these throwbacks that we mentioned, and for the stuff that's coming soon in 2019. But until next time, we will see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salad and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. Yeah, yeah. The salad is scrambled eggs.